0: Let's go in-depth on all things Cyclones. This is Cyclone Insider on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. I am Travis Hines. He is Randy Peterson coming to you on Monday evening of game week with Iowa State set to begin its twenty twenty-three season Saturday, one PM, Jack Tri Stadium against Northern Iowa, following what I think Randy has described in print as the worst offseason ever.
1: Longest, worst.
0: Longest, okay. Sure. Gotta get it's I gotta, gotta get, gotta get my qualifier. Well, right. It's not
1: gotta be the worst, but I've never I've never been around covered a team that that um with a that's been involved, that heavily involved in a gambling situation. Never, so that makes it a worst. And I've add that to the fact that all the talk about um, the reorganization, the um, addition of teams to the Big Twelve Conference, that just comp- further complicated. Um, the summer and 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 you know is interest in in Iowa State football or college football in general so yeah it's been uh it's been a long off season in in um in that respect and and throw in the fact that that Iowa State's got multiple many new assistant coaches one of the youngest teams that Campbell's Cyclone teams at least that Campbell's ever coached yeah it's 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 been a long off off uh, off season, and and uh, I'm me personally, dude. It's been too long, and I'm ready to get going.
0: Yeah, it feels like there's <clears throat> we've been so I don't want to say distracted, but the center of attention has been so yeah. far away from X's and O's, and what does it look like for this team to win football games? Because we didn't know who the hell was going to be playing for this team, or if there was going to be you know, further complication. I mean, even what we learned about the gambling investigation or have learned to this point has been surprising and probably more serious than we thought uh, after, you know, the first few days back in May. Uh, But ultimately Iowa state is now on the precipice of starting the game down five starters from last year due to the the gambling probe. We'll find out if it's more, we still don't know. I don't know that we have a really good indication uh, either way. Um, of if more players will be impacted on the NCAA level that weren't impacted on the legal aspect. But ultimately, Iowa State's going to take the field on Saturday afternoon with a young team, inexperienced team, an unproven team, new offensive coordinator, new front three, number of linebackers. There's there's just a lot of new here uh, for Iowa State, and I think that leads to... I think it's going to be interesting one way or the other. I think it can... Here here would be the question I would have and I don't know that I have an answer for it are wins and losses the sole arbiter of success for this season for Iowa State coming off 4 and 8 a year ago coming off 7 and 6 in 2021 is it about getting to a bowl game or is it about developing one of the one or more of these quarterbacks getting these running backs going getting an offensive line culture established And moving forward into 2024 or is it they got to get to six wins or this is going to be a disappointment and not a disappointment and we're talking about you know firing the coaching staff and rebuilding the offense and the defense but just that how how big of a priority is six wins because I mean we've had seasons where it's a huge priority we've had seasons where it's you know top 10 season or bust it we've had seasons of you know, let's compete, see them compete for a Big 12 title. Obviously, this is not one of those. I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle between getting to six feels kind of important, but it also feels like when you're this young and you have a revamped offensive staff, then maybe that would be aggressive uh, expectations. Um,
1: sounds like you, uh, um, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I, I was running across some of thoughts this morning before, before uh, long before the radio show, you know about about what could be written this week. and that certainly something some, something similar along those lines. What would be what would constitute a successful season? Um, you know, and I, I don't know why whenever whenever we talk about a successful season, I, my mind always reverts back and I don't think Campbell said it for at least a year, but where he said, this is not a results driven program, which makes me want to put do the fingers on a chalkboard thing um, all the time. He it says might not it. be
0: a results based program, but it's a results based business for sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which seemingly should go hand in hand, but, but anyway, um, um, yeah, I, what's if is do they have to get to a bowl game this year, man? Just show some improvement from last year. We know this is <clears throat> excuse me. We know this is a young team. Win five games. Win two or three conference games. Um, find a way to win in those margins that Iowa State has made a. a, a, a you know, and and we agree, we agree with it that the Iowa State's a program that has to win in those margins, which to me, I define that as winning the one score games. Um, so, and Campbell has said many times, I don't know whether he said it publicly or not, but he certainly said it privately that the roster for the next few seasons could be as good as it's ever been at Iowa State which we'll see but certainly if the, if in fact that is the case showing some kind of improvement some kind of heartbeat this team showed man I don't want to say it didn't play with heart but but gosh darn those it was tough last year the last part of the year given all the bad stuff that went on earlier so um yeah I would say I would say maybe not getting to a bowl game that, that would be nice but but certainly, showing re- imp- black and white improvement, improvement in the standings?
0: Yeah, I think a, the ideal scenario, well, I think a bowl game, you you keep on the table, you keep it as a goal, but I think ultimately the thing that is going to make anybody feel better about or good about this season, if you're an Iowa State fan, if you're within that locker room, is probably to have some juice going into 2024, right? 2024 probably feels like a bigger year than 2023 and again we're sitting here on on august 28th like let's not wish away the season already but i think when you look at how things have gone under campbell the years when they've had success success has built on success right like it it's a very clear build up in retrospect and i think even at the time to 2020 that year like going into 2019 i think people had some pretty high expectations they didn't meet it, but you saw that team going through adversity, growing and learning. And then you had the revamp after the Camping Bowl loss to Notre Dame. And obviously, you've got COVID in there as well that, you know, jumbled things. But it was a pretty linear buildup from 17, 18, 19, 20. I don't know that we got that last year. Last year felt a lot more like 2016, where it was kind of just like, okay, go from here, I guess. Um, but I think if you're Campbell, if you're an Iowa State player, the the best thing you can have from this season, you know, beyond going 12 and 0, which Randy maybe you'll predict that at the end of the show that they're going to go 12 and 0, but I'm not that <laughs> that you just show with this young roster, you give get experience, you have success, you have momentum going into 2024 and you're hoping you take off from there, right? Like that I think that's probably the goal here beyond wins and losses. Wins and losses are a part of it and they've got to be. But I think ultimately that has to go, or ideally if you're Iowa State, that would go hand-in-hand with building towards 24, 25.
1: This goes back to what Campbell said. Man, I don't know whether he said it, had a press conference in the spring or or told you and me at, at, at the various times when we saw him on the Cyclone Tailgate Tour. I don't remember. But he has said that this season, and he said this a long time ago now, even before the gambling that this season reminds him of 2017, um, and and
0: Which the, that was a fun team. Exactly, they weren't a great team, no, but they exactly. were a fun yes. team.
1: Yes, yes, and 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 what you said right there is it was is another instance of that because 2016 is the is the okay. Let's just see if we can we can get the our uniforms on right. Yeah. Let's just see if we can do that, and then and then 2017. Boom. Let's let's have the 2 Let's recruit. That you know, recruit good, and let's have a a, a a 2017 season that is a that sets the foundation. I, I can see, I I equate just as we were talking there. I wrote down 2022 equals 2016. I wrote down 2023 equals 2017 question mark. Um, so it could be right something very similar um, along those lines. And yeah, the crescendo was was 2020. It was the COVID year. And, but but nonetheless, even without COVID, Iowa State had a good team. They had
0: that was an r- excellent. It, was, team. it, was, you, don't it loo- you don't lose you don't lose esteem in my. Book for navigating. No, and exactly, I, and, like,
1: and they plus effect the that they navigated it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean better than better
1: than anybody, not anybody, but most anybody else.
0: I mean, I've said it at the time, and I've said it since that everybody giving them a hard time for being ranked in the top ten at the end of the year is wrong. I mean, exactly. that, that team was playing a top ten football by the end of the year was. for sure.
1: I mean, yeah. So, so I, I'm I'm going to stick with what I said earlier that that show show a game or two, a winner or two improvement in the. Uh, in the standings, which a two-game improvement would get him to a bowl game. But don't lose seven out of eight Big 12, or seven out of nine, whatever it was, eight out of nine Big 12 conference games um, um, because, let's face it, Iowa State, s- with the newcomers in the Big 12, it's not like it's going to be in basketball. It's not going to be the greatest conference on the planet. I mean, Cincinnati and BYU are certainly winnable. Sure, they're at. They're on the road, but they're certainly winnable. Um, so whereas they're having, they're not, I can't remember who they're not playing, who they're substituting, West Virginia and Texas Tech or somebody, I don't remember. But um, those are certainly winnable games. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think big picture ultimately is probably a few things. Show competence offensively, right? Like, yeah, You don't have to be great, but show competence clean up the disaster that has been special teams, like make that like at minimum a neutral side of the field or neutral on the ledger. And then you just hold the, hold the line on defense. Right. Like I think, I'm of two minds on the defense. I lean towards the defense will be fine because it's always been really good under Haycock, who's ever been there. But then I also, like, part of me is like, are we taking that for granted? We do take
1: With it for granted. With how good they've and we been. we take Eli Rashid for granted as and well. And the
0: turnover they've had at linebacker and up front, no matter how good the, the secondary is. I wonder, I mean, again, I tend to lean pretty heavily, like, they'll figure it out because they always have. But yeah. I do, you know, wonder, is that going to be more of a challenge than we anticipate? But, you know, we'll find out on Saturday, and we're going to talk about the keys on both sides of the ball to both the game Saturday and for Iowa State on the season when we return on the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. This is Cyclone Insider on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back to the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. If you missed Randy and I talking about what expectations or a successful season for Iowa State football in 2023 might be, be sure to check out our podcast wherever it is. You listen to your podcast. One other, uh, housekeeping thing of note, we're going to be doing a live show on YouTube and Facebook. I believe this year, uh, Thursdays 10 AM is the tentative time that we're hoping to stick to every week. But if you watched any of our, um, live streams during last football season, after every game, we're going to, uh, do that on Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. is the plan right now. So you can see, Randy and I argue about meaningless stuff on a weekly basis. I like to
1: argue though because uh-huh. because I I when I argue with you I get I learn things.
0: Yeah, it's easy to argue with you because you're always wrong and I'm always I, right. And you know? dude, it I just would, makes it so much simpler. I,
1: I, I'm I'm not. I will not dispute that you're the brains <laughs> of this. Of this bunch and you know that and I've told you that a gazillion times
0: well let's talk now about the keys <laughs> to the season on both sides of the ball let's start offensively Randy what to you is the top line uh determinant between success and failure going to be for that offensive season
1: average more than 108.0 yards a game rushing so I, the rushing game for the, you. the rushing game is going to be huge and a lot goes with the rushing game um it goes it goes it means a healthy Cartavius norton and or eli sanders it means um an occasional burst from abu sama who i gathered from from um attending victory day last friday night and if people don't don't, don't haven't been to that you need to go it's 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 one of the coolest things that Iowa State does regardless of sports but anyway um, I understand Sama has just been absolutely ripping apart. I'm doing doing great, and with the long runs, there's nobody on the team that can che- that can catch him. I've been told. Um, so we'll just have to see about that. But he is a true freshman. So anyway, back to the line. Yes, or back to the the rushing game. It it means that they've that they've been averaging 108 what 108 or whatever it was last year yards rushing yards a game they weren't able to the prolong possessions they weren't able to move the chains they became they were so horrible running the game that they became one dimensional in the in passing um and that was so and they part of the reason the running game was so bad was because there were injuries Gyrell was hurt all year Cartavius was hurt all year those guys need to somehow need to stay healthy so i think it all it all starts with the running game and then boom everything mm-hmm. Kind of kind of um, kind of dominoes after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're definitely right. And I think for me the key would be the obvious one, and that's at the quarterback position, which is obviously very intimately tied with how well the running game right. does, especially with the inexperience at that position. But I think it'll be interesting from the quarterback position, not just Rocco Beck, JJ Cole, and Tanner Hughes, but also the Nate Shielhouse portion of this. New offensive coordinator, first year quarterbacks coach, obviously knows the position extremely well, having played it at a high level. But it's going to be really interesting to see with a rookie offensive coordinator, a rookie starter. And, you know, Campbell, the last time we talked to him, sounded pretty open to playing multiple quarterbacks mm-hmm. in a game, which as we all know, is not ideal and is really difficult to do, and you're going to throw that on your offensive if coordinator. If you're throwing
1: two out there, you don't have one.
0: Yeah, and maybe like that is the best path forward for Iowa State to win. Again, I think that's problematic like to start with, but let's assume if that's what happens, so the coaching staff obviously thinks that's their best path forward. On its face, that's difficult, and then you add in a rookie play caller and a rookie offensive coordinator, Nate Shieldhouse. That's not the easiest thing to navigate, no matter how well-regarded – Nate is, uh, you know, within those walls and in the coaching profession. That's a tough way to start your offensive coordinating career with a rookie starter, whoever it's going to be, potentially a true freshman, and then a guy that you added in May in Tanner Hughes, and then they're all going to play together. Like, whoo, that's that's not easy navigating that, figuring that out, and eventually, I would imagine they would hope settling on one guy and put, putting in him in position to have success. Like to me and again it's not you know the greatest insight in the world here given the position in the sport but that to me is probably going to decide what the win loss looks like or at least what the offense production looks like is how well does one of those guys emerge how well do they play together and how does shieldhouse and Campbell navigate the uncertainty at that position let
1: me add another wrinkle to that um Rocco Beck okay he's played he played in three or four games so he's the quote unquote veteran jj cole obviously coming right out of ankeny high school if in fact iowa state should happen to to have trouble offensively early in the season with jj cole as your starter what does that do for a freshman's mindset a freshman's mentality his confidence I, man, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot to put on a freshman. And we know we, and I get it. I, and I know JJ was there in January. I get that. I do know that, but, but we know what Campbell, um, how Campbell treats true freshmen. I mean, we saw it with Brees. He didn't play much. Um, granted, Brees didn't, wasn't on campus in January either, but, there's still a lot. There's still a lot to grasp. I mean, the whole, the whole attending class, and oh, by the way, having shared mindset with getting ready for a football game. That's a lot. And we 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 know what Campbell said about using Jace Gilbert, the place kicker, last year as a true freshman in so many roles. I mean, he he place kicked and he kicked off sometimes, and I think he even punted a couple of times. So that's a lot. So just given the history. I would guess that um, we're going to be talking about the quarterback position. We're going to, at least early in the season. We're going to be talking about Rocco, um, and, and um, that's 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 just my guess. And 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 his all of three or four games experience that he has.
0: Yeah, no matter who it is, it's going to be as always the position yeah. under the most scrutiny, but given the situation it's going to be you know even more heightened and given the fact that given usual. the fact
1: that the, i'm sorry to interrupt not really given the fact that that the offensive coordinator Nate that Nate Shawhouse was a former quarterback maybe he can put his himself in that position in the minds of those guys knowing that it's their you know their essentially it's their first year and mold the first parts of the playbook um, or the 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 plays the 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 roadmap for for the game the script. In that respect.
0: Yeah, it'll be. It's going to be something we will watch very closely. No doubt about it. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. John Haycock has what might be their best secondary that they've had at Iowa State. Maybe the best in the Big Twelve and among the best in the country. Then I think linebacker and up front there are going to be more question marks than we've seen in some time, Randy. When you look at that John Haycock's defense, what stands out to you is going to be the most critical component.
1: I would say the defensive line, and once again, I think that's a no-brainer because that's where it starts. It starts up front because if the if if that um, if the opponent is is rushing the ball, they get past the first line of defense, then you've got inexperienced linebackers, then you've got a strong secondary secondary, nonetheless, having to having to clean up. Um, I, th- I think, I would say it's not been known to be for a huge, a pass-rushing team anyway, a huge sacking team anyway, but I think they've got to show that. Outside Will McDonald. Outside of Will Jaquan McDonald, Bailey. who's been. Yeah, yeah and Quan yeah. Bailey, yes, I agree, yes, yes. But outside of those two, outside of those two, no. I mean, MJ Anderson, I don't think they call him a, you know, think came
0: on towards the end of the year, but not, not uh, to yeah. that degree. Yes,
1: I know I agree, and, and Will's going nuts right now, too, with the Jets, by the way. Um, so I, th- I think it all starts up front, and their, and their ability to at least make the quarterback uncomfortable, and, and, and in Theo Day on Saturday uh, against Northern Iowa, Theo Day came to Northern Iowa from Michigan State. He's already been at Northern Iowa years, so that's going to be important, Um Making him uncomfortable and, and at least slowing down the rush, um, you know, to ease some of the take some of the heat off of the linebackers.
0: Yeah, I think the answer is that defensive line for sure. But if I'm picking second in this draft, I'll take can they create turnovers? That oh, I think point. will be really interesting because again, if you want to pick any nit, which this is the tiniest of criticism. If there's one thing that this defense has not done the last couple of years, despite how good they've been, is create a lot of turnovers, right? That has not been how they found their success. And again, you take what success in whatever form it comes in, right? So this is, again, a very small thing. But if you have an offense that we think could have some growing pains with a first-year starter, with a first-year at quarterback, with a first-year starter at running back, with a rebuilt-ish offensive line, uh, you lost your number one wide receiver. You lost your number one tight end. Like that offense, like maybe it'll be great from the jump, but everything I just rolled off would suggest that it might take a while. If you can put them in position to better succeed, whether it's putting points on the board yourself or giving them short fields with turnovers, I think that could be a huge, huge thing for this defense. And with that secondary, you know, can they be? A little more aggressive in trying to turn the ball over, uh, in terms of interceptions. That because they are, I think, going to be very, very good. You know, can they squeeze a few short fields, a few extra points from that side of the ball? I think could be monumental for the success of the other side of the ball and the win loss column for Iowa State this year.
1: And I don't think, as long as we're talking here, I don't think we need, we can we can um, skip over. Gloss over the the special teams either. I mean, like you said, they've yeah, been make field goals. They've been just short uh, of
0: horrible. Don't get your punts blocked. <laughs> they've, been just, and, they've been just
1: short of horrible. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So we'll see what the, the bar new special is pretty teams. low to clear there. I agree, but I agree, I agree. But but take away, good golly, take away two of those six or seven one possession games last year, and Iowa State's in a bowl game. I mean, so and then so you know, um. But we'll see what happens there. I don't know who's going to be the kicker. By the way, um, I don't have any idea. The more you ask, the more you ask
0: people, the more will we see more. You get kickers or quarterbacks on Saturday? Oh, more. whoa! <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that for a whoa. prop bet? Whoa!
1: Um, bing, 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 Bing! Um, more kickers or more? You know, we're talking field goal kickers, obviously. How about just kickers? More kickers, because <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they'll be. I'm guessing Keegan. Shackford, Keegan, I wouldn't say Keegan Bradley. Keegan, Keegan Shackford will kick off. Yeah. Um, So maybe we'll see two and two. I don't know if we'll see three quarterbacks.
0: I, I don't either. Well, that's a great <laughs> question. Everybody uh, let us know can't what you think. The, more we'll,
1: quarterbacks? We we'll can't wait to see the more, depth chart, can we?
0: Yeah, the depth <laughs> chart. Anyway, that's all we got for this week. Again, be sure to check us out Thursday morning uh, on the new live stream for this week and check out Des Moines all week for Randy and I's work on the Iowa State football season, which gets underway Saturday afternoon at Jack Trice Stadium. We'll see you there. And on Des Moines Register.com, this has been the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Thanks for listening. We'll check you next time.